Guess who's back? Back again. Eric's back, back. from Ireland. All right, that's enough singing for me. Let's roll the intro. Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. <laughs> so stupid welcome back to another episode of the brothers of the dram podcast i am your host aj with my co-host eric eric tell us some good news how's it going today hey aj i'm doing good ready to talk more ireland ready to get this started yes we are doing part two of eric in ireland because we have enough to talk about today we're going to talk a little more about what eric did in ireland for the people who want to travel there and at the end, we're going to talk about the obvious, which is Eric's visit to Jameson Distillery. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. I know a lot of people are interested in that. But before we do, we got to do the usual. Eric, what are you sipping on today? So um, in honor of today's episode um, and today's Jameson talk, I went ahead and poured myself a little bit of Jameson cold brew. Which is ironic because I do not drink coffee at all. So, and I've never tried this. So, this is going to be a first exclusive for all you listeners. My initial reaction to cold brew. Mm -hmm. So, let's see what we got. Or, what are you actually, what are you drinking? Oh, you know what? I am doing something also because of Eric in Ireland. I am drinking Proper 12, which is, as everyone knows, is Proper 12. Proper twelve. Well, that's oh, that was my boy. my accent was horrible. horrible oh dude. boy, that I'll cut, the, I'll cut that out. Oh, maybe not. Maybe I won't cut it out. Who knows? That needs a little bit of work. A little bit of work. But do this not is... cut that out. I want to know if <laughs> something to say about that. I'm gonna do a little cork pop because this is a brand new bottle. So let me. Ooh. Oh yeah. Ooh. You know, kind of kind of funny. So I have a buddy of mine. His I call him Irish Chris because he's from Ireland. He's Irish. And when they had the McGregor fight, we had a couple of buddies get come over. Well, not come over. I went to a buddy's house to watch the fight. And he showed up with a bottle of Proper 12. And he goes, hey, yo, wankas. Since my, my cousin's fighting, I brought this bottle. So apparently, again, my horrible Irish accent. But my buddy Chris is uh, first cousins with uh, Conor McGregor. Oh, wow. That's cool. So he um, brought a bottle. We tried to go to his his bar, but we ended up not going because it was really far. But um, he has a bar in Dublin. Ah, I did not know that. Do you know um, what makes, obviously he owns the bar because you said that, but what makes it so special? No, I don't. It's just, okay. we actually happened to pass by it and I didn't even know he had a bar. The, the tour guide actually pointed it out and then I looked it up and it was just too far for us. So we didn't go. We were right in the middle of downtown and he's just a little bit further, a little bit off, uh, at least for walking. So we didn't go. Did you not have the rental car at the time? No, we didn't have the rental car in Dublin. We had it when we left Dublin and mm. went around the country. Gotcha. So you have the cold brew, like you said. So that is a flavored whiskey. What's the ABV on that one? Uh, the ABV is 30 on that one, AJ. Okay. So it's, it's less than 40, so it's going to be smoother. You're not going to get much of a punch on that. So I won't get as drunk? <laughs> well, well, oh, oh, we, oh we, we forgot to tell the listeners. So... Eric has a new member of his family. Eric, you want to elaborate on that? Sure. We added a pup to the family. So now we're a family of three, my wife and I and the pup. 
Um, so please excuse any noise he makes or barks because he doesn't know anything about anything. He doesn't know what any command is. He's just too young. He's four months. We got him three days ago. He's an Australian cattle dog uh, mix. We, we're not sure what he's mixed with. We think it might be a German Shepherd because his ears, his, his ears look very German Shepherd-ish, I guess. But I have no clue. But he's a cool dog. He's a cool little dog. We named him Frodo because Frodo. my wife and I are big Lord of the Rings fans. Nerds. And um, yeah, he's a little troublemaker. He's, uh, he's a handful. So apologies again if you hear anything. Uh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. So yeah, um, should I get to sipping or did we talk about any? Did we talk about anything else? Uh, not yet. But nose. Tell me what you're getting on the nose of your cold brew, which I would assume is going to be pretty much whiskey. Uh, not whiskey. Coffee notes. I'm getting coffee. There it is. Did I call it or did I call it? You know what? You're good. I'm getting coffee and whiskey. Spicy. Smells a little spicy. Maybe a little bit of vanilla or some sort of like red wine or, or or something like hints of that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it actually smells pretty good. That's all I got. Should I taste? <laughs> should I taste it now? Go for it, bro. Okay. I was waiting for your cue, AJGs. Oh, I'm sorry. I was too busy uh, nosing mine. I'm trying to think about the notes I'm getting out of mine. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Definitely get the coffee taste. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it tastes a lot like coffee, actually, uh, and less like whiskey. The pun- It doesn't punch that much, so it's, I guess you could say it's smooth. I like it. So I get the same sort of, the same sort of notes that I smell, like a spicy, not, not, not a potent spicy, maybe a little bit of vanilla, uh, a little bit sweeter as well with the coffee. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty good. So, Eric, I know you said multiple times you like your whiskey neat. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you this. Do you have enough of a pour to pour half of it in another glass? Uh, I do not. No. Okay. Well, I guess I could. If you could, because here's what I want you to try. And if you're willing to you're do gonna it. You're going to make me go to my kitchen and get a glass? I'm going to make you go to your kitchen, get a glass, and put some ice in it, and then pour half of it in there. Okay. How about I take one more sip and I'll pour the rest of it in? If you want to do that, or or just put the ice in the cup that you currently are using. Mm-hmm. Well, I was using uh, what do you call the uh, a Glen dram- Karen? A what? Glen Karen. A Glen Karen, and I was uh, using a challenge corner that I have from the Whiskey Dictionary. Shout out to the Whiskey Dictionary. Ah, uh, shout out to Bill. Bill's a good but buddy of ours. Now you are making me change it all up, man. Well, you can still keep the challenge coin on top of your Glen Karen, but just drop. You know, let's say after you drink half of it. Put, um, you know, a couple pieces of ice in there, or maybe even one, because it's a Glen Karen. Okay, well, let me go grab a glass, and then I guess uh, you need to stall. Stall and um, give the audience the best you got. Entertain them, AJ. Keep singing. Let me go get a glass. You go get a glass. I'm just going to talk about the nose of my whiskey. Okay. So while Eric's gone, I, as I mentioned, am sipping on the proper 12. And the notes on here, it's very florally. I'm getting, it's, it's very light as well. I don't remember if I mentioned this or not. But mine is 40% ABV. For those who do not know, Proper 12 is actually aged for four years. That's the age statement on it. I'm getting fruit. You know what? I'm getting a little apple on here. I've never gotten apple on the nose before. That's different, definitely something different for me right now. And sweetness. So sweet, apple. Not necessarily apple crisp, like a, like a granny apple, but like a red, red apple. I cannot think of the name of the red ones. Like a red apple. Oh, there's... 
I hear uh, Frodo in the background over there with Eric. Let me take a little sip of this guy. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. And I know, okay, so people who are really big on whiskey, they don't like it when people say, oh, yeah, it's smooth. Because usually when people think of smooth and not spicy or or the burn of alcohol content, it's because of the ABV difference. So if you have an ABV, oh, I think Eric forgot to mute his mic over there. I hear him moving. But if you have a lower ABV on there, that's when you get the smoothest. You're not getting the punch of the alcohol content, both on the nose or on the palate when you're taking a sip. Usually you'll get that in the higher amounts, let's say in the 50s and the 60s. So when people think of smooth, they're thinking, okay, it's just lower ABV. What else is missing? But when I think of smoothest, I also think of the coats. The coating that the whiskey does in your mouth as you have that sip and you have it in on your, your palate. <laughs> Eric's back. Hey, you've got to mute your mic when you were gone, bro. Oh, you can hear everything? Everything. And little Frodo back there. Oh, man. He's a, he's a wild dog. That's okay. Like I was saying, with the lower ABV, and you, it coats your mouth, so it comes like a creamier, smooth finish. So for those out there who do not like when people explain it with, it's smooth. That's what I mean when I say smooth. It just coats your mouth, caramel, something calm on there. Smooth. Smooth. Okay, so I did what you said, AJ. All right. So put it in there. Yep, swirl it for a little bit. Swirling it. Okay. So here's why I said to do that, Eric. I understand, again... You don't like your whiskey on the rocks. You like it neat. Correct. But with this being cold brew, there's a reason why it has that. Because when you have coffee on the ice, on the rocks, it has a different palate on there. It's not as strong, not as, as potent. So with this one, I want you to give it another taste and see if you can identify the difference between the ice in there with it melting a little bit inside your whiskey compared to when you had it neat. Okay. So let's give this a shot. You hear it? Yep, so you have the ice in there, so it's mm-hmm. going to dilute a little bit inside your whiskey, see if it changes the profile in there, because it is cold brew. Yeah, it definitely changes the profile. Um, less coffee, still coffee taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, smoother, a lot smoother. Um, but I still get the same sort of uh, sort of taste, just watered down a little bit and less potent. Mm-hmm. So it's still, you know... Still sweet, still a little bit vanilla-ish, a little, little bit spicy. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, watered down. I, I like it actually more on ice, to be honest. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Eric, because do you remember, I, I, it might be our first episode where you're like, nope, I'm a neat kind of guy, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, but this is different. This, has, this is coffee infused. That's all, a totally different ballgame. All I'm saying is don't knock it till you try it, my brother. Some some whiskey, depending on where it's from, the regions, the amount of ABV, actually can taste, maybe not as, I'm not going to say better because it's per person's palate, you know, it's all subjective, but it will change the profile of the whiskey and it might even release the, the oils in there where you're getting a different profile now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in this case, I'm AJ, I have tried whiskey uh, on the rocks, believe it or not. It's not I your have go-to. had it before. Uh, it, but in this particular case, it did really change it, uh, and made it probably better for me. And I would say, because I don't drink coffee. So the fact that it diluted the coffee taste a little probably is the reason why I enjoy it more. So all I got to say to you now is you're welcome. You're welcome. You are welcome, Eric. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. All right, brother. Since we talked about the whiskey we're sipping on, so people know, let's jump into it. 
Let's yeah. Let's to Ireland. So sure. we're going to talk, like we mentioned, we're going to talk about what Eric did. And then at the end, we're going to talk about his visit to, to the distillery. So Eric, what do you want to bring up about your trip that people might want to either visit or do when they're in Ireland? Uh, well, so if you're a big nature person, the, there's a lot of cool tours that go from Dublin uh, to different places. So we actually went to this place called Gen- Glendalo uh, National Park and Wicklow, Wicklow Mountains. So it was really, really, really cool there. We had this amazing little walk to this lake. I, th- I don't know if it's called Wicklow, Wicklow Lake. But it was like the most beautiful lake I probably have ever seen. It was it was misty, it was green, it was just really, really, really gorgeous. And it was actually recommended by our taxi driver who said that if we ever go to this lake, it's where we, we will want to die. Or where we will want to have our last view of this world, he said. I'm not sure if that's dark or bright. Like it's, that's like a that's like a dark thing to say, but beautiful oh, at the bright. same time. It's it's so bright. It's po- it's poetic. It's sun bright. <laughs> what the hell is sun bright? <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> hell is bright. <laughs> I've heard it's something being dark. <laughs> that's dark, man. But I've never heard someone say, "Man, that's bright." That's bright, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would lean more towards the bright than the dark. Uh. So um. It was it was beautiful, man. It was so beautiful, and it, it it was raining. So it was, and when it rains over there, it's not like how you think. It's sort of misty, almost barely sprinkling. So you don't even have to wear like a hoodie or use an umbrella. So it's really really gorgeous. Um, so yeah, if you're in a nature, that's a great place. It was in this location of an old monastery or or Masonic monastery or something like that, like a Catholic um, place where if I understood correctly, where monks or people dedicated to the church went and basically dedicated their lives to prayer and uh, a simple life. And they had gravestones dating from like the 1600s, which was crazy. But apparently it was even older than that, that that location. So it was it was pretty awesome. You could see the old uh, Celtic, you know, uh, gravestones and and uh, crosses that everyone knows they're fa- what they're fa- you know that they're famous for. It was pretty amazing, pretty beautiful actually. If anyone ever makes their way, Glendalo National Park. How long were you there for? That was a day trip, so we were there for a day, and then we actually got to see a cool, a really really cool, I guess demonstration uh, that a sheep herder uh, demonstrated for us. And he basically showed us how he trained his border collie dogs to herd the sheep. And it was actually really impressive, really impressive how those dogs are trained. Uh, he had it down to a T. Like he he made me feel incompetent these last few days with this dog <laughs> uh, because those dogs listen to every command. He didn't even have to hardly ever had to repeat his command. And I'm over here yelling like, no, or stop or sit 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 multiple times you know to have to get a reaction so it was really really impressive especially the way you saw how they heard the the sheep uh because apparently in ireland there are no predators which i didn't know i wasn't familiar with so there's no bears there's no wolves there's nothing to basically kill these sheep so they just everyone 
all the animals live in like peace and tranquility, I guess, in a way. So it's kind of that's crazy. hard to believe, man. That's interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. So they only fear the uh, they fear the, the dogs. So the dogs act as predators because so they approach them, you know, really slow. And it's actually kind of impressive. So it's like um, they fear them and they, they, they think they're going to get attacked. So that's how I guess they control them or how they herd them by just sort of scaring them really but it was really cool so uh, like you said you feel like you're an idiot when it comes to training your dog compared to how the sheep herd not had an his idiot incompetent not okay. an idiot AJ. okay incompetent mm -hmm. so did you by chance talk to him about how he trained his dog um he yeah actually he did it was actually really impressive he told us how it takes about a full year to train them which was crazy, but he it made sense because he also mentioned that they uh, they have to learn in stages. So just like us, when we're young, you know, we learn how to say our name, we learn how to write, and then later we, you know, I guess I don't know if they do this anymore, but back when I was young, you do cursive, you learn how to do cursive, and you, yeah, probably not anymore. Order. So he has to teach them in stages. He didn't specify what stages they are yet because that would be way too detailed. But um, he talked about how, yeah, they need to be taught in stages and how they have different personalities. So you, he can tell if he'll need if this dog is going to make it as a sheep herder or, or not pretty quickly. And then he also mentioned that he, he has specific dogs for, for example, when they're far up in the mountains and he has to whistle to them their commands. There's dogs that are good for that. And then he said if dogs are too aggressive, he might sell them for, for cattle. So um, if they're maybe like nibbling on the sheep's legs, he'll uh, – and, he, you know, he can't control it. He will give them up as sheep dogs and sell them to cattle herders, which is pretty cool. So um, a lot goes into it, to be honest, which is – which was kind of wild. But, yeah, he also mentioned – and I don't know if uh, the listeners can agree with this – or not, uh, if you have dogs out there, he he mentioned that 95%, I don't know if he was exa exaggerating, but he told us that he believes that 95% of dog owners are controlled by their dogs and not the, uh, not, not the owner controlling the dog. I agree with that. I yeah, agree with so that. It, really, it really sort of uh, like a light bulb turned on when we got this dog and I'm like, oh man, I can't let him control me. I can't let him control me. But he's controlling me right now. As of now, he's owning me. So. Well, he probably will for a while unless you, like, get really good practice or get some more advice from people who actually know how to train dogs. Oh, yeah. I've been watching tons of YouTube videos, and I'm trying really hard to not be part of that 95%. <laughs> well, good <laughs> luck to you, sir. Happen. <laughs> so, who knows what will happen? We'll see. I don't have my own dog. But my parents have a dog, and back when I lived at home, you know, this dog is really old. So back when I lived at home, I trained uh, my parents' dog on what to do. So by me snapping my fingers, and the way I would snap, my dog or their dog knew to sit, lay down, um, or stop barking. How So, you know, you make the mention about how, you know, the dogs control the trainers or the, the owners and not vice versa. Mm -hmm. Makes me think of my, my parents' dog because that dog – when it has to use the restroom, it will, you know, lightly scratch the back door, which you think, okay, this is a training thing. It knows mm -hmm. after to use the restroom, let me outside. So when my parents will let the dog outside, I'll run outside, 
and then it'll immediately, like after rolling around, not use the restroom. Just roll around, and then when it wants to come back in, it'll come to the door, scratch again, my parents let them in. This dog will do that eight times in a row until eventually my parents say, no, we're not letting you out anymore. So they are part of that 95% where the dog controls them because the dog says, hey, I want to go out now. You let me out now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that sounds pretty normal. I mean, we had a, a schnauzer, Oliver. You remember Oliver? Oh, I loved Oliver, man. He was uh, awesome. R.I.P. Oliver. Rest in peace. Rest Oliver in paradise. Was so cool. When he had to go to the restroom, he would basically bark. He never barked. But when he had to go to the restroom, he would bark at the door. And then we would let him out. And when, it, when he was ready to come back in, he'd bark again. And that was his cue to let him out and let him in. And he didn't bark for anything else ever, which was yeah. pretty wild. So that was a special dog. Oliver was cool. Yeah, you were spoiled with him, man. Yeah, yeah, we got lucky with, with him. Cool dog. But yeah, that was part of the tour um, when we went to Glendalough. So if anyone is interested in looking up tours from Dublin, they bus you, they give you a location, they bus you into the, the National Park, then take you to the sheep herder. And it's all really cool. It's all sort of, um, all the work is done for you. So it's really awesome. Since this was an all day thing, like you said, did they provide you food for the tour or anything like that? They didn't provide food, but they took us to a place to get food. Okay. And then they took us to a couple of stores here and there if we wanted to grab snacks or, you know, it was all at your disposal if you wanted to do or not. You could take in food as long as it wasn't hot food um, or hot drinks. So it was really cool. Did you by chance go to a regular store when you were in Ireland? A regular store? Yeah, like I'm I'm just going to say Target, you know, as an example, but something like that. Um, we went to, I guess, sort of, they have a uh, circle K there actually. Okay. So, so my, uh, I guess my, my question is, since you're actually in Ireland, do you, did you by chance look at the whiskey section to see if the prices of bourbon, which is based here in America, something from Kentucky, for example, if it was priced at a higher amount over in Ireland? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't, uh. Sorry, what what was the question again? (laughs) I'll summarize it. When you went to the stores over in Ireland, the whiskey that's made and produced here in America, was the price point at a higher amount over there since it had to be imported? Um, It was probably a little bit more expensive, and especially because it's the the euro. So it was a little pricier. um, But I didn't check specifically. So I couldn't give you prices. All right, no worries. Just curious. Yeah, that was pretty much it. They had Circle K. My wife called it the K Circle. <laughs> oh, Maribel. But yeah, it was fun. Um, again, Dublin could be your, you know, your headquarters, and then you can branch off uh, from tours, which is cool. But yeah, that was pretty much it for Dublin. Again, good food, good restaurants. All right, bro. So since you said you went to the National Park and you were there pretty much all day, did you go do anything afterwards or or the next day? Uh, yeah, we went to uh, a bunch of places. So we went to a bunch of restaurants. Uh, we went to a, obviously a bunch of pubs, but more specifically, we went to one that's supposed to be one of the oldest in Ireland. And I couldn't give you a, a date, but it's called the the Brazen Head. So it's, um, it's considered the oldest pub, but I'm sure a lot of places claim it. It's the oldest pub and it's really cool. It's like this little medieval sort of facade 
it looks like a castle, but it's small. It's like a tiny little facade. But then you go in, there's this like outdoor area, and then there's like three ways to enter. Like you can go enter from your from the front, from the right, or to the left. And they go into these deep rooms. So it's like way bigger than you expected. And um, we had just ate, but a lot of people were eating, a lot of people were drinking. And it was a really, really cool place. Really, really cool place. That's one I can remember specifically as far as the name, uh, the Brazen Head. What were you drinking really cool. there? Uh, mostly beer because we had come from the distilleries. And we actually did both distilleries in one day. So mm. for that specific bar, we're like, okay, let's get some beer because we've had whiskey all day. So after after the, after the Teeling and Jameson, we went there. And then we went to this other pub that was a hole in the wall. It was It was a hole in the wall. It smelled like dog piss. And the reason why it smelled like dog piss <laughs> is because it was literally a dog in there. And it was called Frank Ryan's Bar. And apparently it's been there since 1790. So it looked like this really, really, really cool uh, hole-in-the-wall place. And it reminded me a little bit visually of, I don't know if you've if anyone's ever been to uh, Barney's Beanery in West Hollywood. It's actually an old sort of roadhouse feel of a bar and this felt it felt a little bit like this but it was really really authentic really i mean a dive bar it was really a dive bar um they made they made pizzas and it was out of a little tiny window a little hole where you would order it with your server or at the bar actually you didn't have servers you just go to the bar and then they would place the order and it would come out of this little window with someone working i don't even know in what type of environment would come out with a pizza and they'd ring a bell and they'd bring you a pizza. So it was actually kind of cool. Cool little did, place. Did you Frank have the pizza? Ryan's bar. Go did ahead. you have any of the pizza? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, um, we didn't have any of the pizza, but that was another one of the places that we went to that was really cool. And then I also went to, I don't know if you saw it on our Instagram, but we went to a bar at our hotel, actually, where we stayed at the, it's called the, the hotel's called the Grafton which is a cool, really, really cool place. And we, um, I actually had some, what, what did I have? I had Powers, Powers John Lane edition. I don't know if you ever, have you ever had that? Not the John Lane edition. I've had regular Powers from um, when I was at your house before. Okay, yeah, I'm actually a fan of Powers. And um, it was actually pretty good. I posted up the picture on Instagram. So if you want to look back, you can go see it. Uh, the, so the, like I said, the hotel was called the Grafton and the, uh, the bar was called, um, Bartley's. Mm -hmm. So it was actually pretty cool. And then we went to another bar. I can't remember the name, but I had some tealing. Hey, one second, one second. You said the bar was called Bartley's, right? Yeah. Bartley's. Bartley's. Yeah. I find a coincidence that it's called Bartley's and your favorite bar is Barney's Beanery. Very, very interesting, AJ. I find that very interesting, Eric. Very observant, AJ. Great observation. You know, as a co-host of this podcast, I have to be observant to things that are said, and I'm glad I'm able to do so. I'm glad you were able to observe that, AJ. Good job. I try. You may continue, sir. Okay, so we also <laughs> went to this place, and I found a picture, so I know what it's called now. It's called Bar Rua, R-U-A, and I just had some tealing because we had tealing that day, so I thought, I'll just have some tealing. Uh, neat, but it's a cool little bar. They have a bunch, like a wall where they have framed photos of a, nothing but redheads. So there's a, a every, any actor you can think of or musician with, that are redheads, they're on there. And 
for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Lu- uh, Lucy fan. I love Lucy. She was actually my first crush ever, um, as That's far as cute. I can remember. And um, there was a picture of her, and my wife was like, you got to take a picture with Lucy. So I took a picture under a framed pic- photo of, of Lucy <laughs> with a cheesy smile. But uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty much all I can remember as far as bars. That's awesome, man. Um, now, now, you did mention you had teeling. Did you have a different teeling than you had at the actual distillery, or was it the no, same? No, no, I think I had, like, the small batch. It wasn't anything different. Gotcha. And then we also went to a place called um, Leo Leo Burdock, I believe it's called, and it's apparently the best fish and chips in Ireland, and they had these photos with all these famous people who had gone, like Liam Neeson and a couple others. And um, when we had it, it's like a little tiny place. You could barely get in just to order. So you could probably fit like five people in there crammed, standing. Nowhere to eat, no nothing. And the fish and chips were amazing. Amazing. Uh, I would highly recommend going there if you go to Dublin. It's uh, it was it's great. There was a lot of drunk people. A lot of people have bachelor parties and bachelorette parties there. So there was a lot of people doing that while we were in Dublin. And there was this whole roll of girls who were celebrating a bachelorette party just completely smashed and sitting on the side of the road just eating their fish and chips. So my wife and I just sat there and joined them and ate, ate our fish and chips. It was pretty cool. So you had a conversation with the party, right? Uh, a, a slight one. They were just saying how the fish and chips are the best in the world and these are the best in Ireland. And they were just, they were drunk. So they were just sort of boasting about what we were eating. I gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. Fish and chips are always good. I love me some fish and chips. Hey, have you ever been to Rock and Brews before? Yes, I have. Have you ever had the fish and chips there? I have not, no. Okay, next time you go, you got to get them. They are delicious. And then it, when you do, you can let me know if, you know, compared to the ones in Ireland, how close they were. Not obviously close as in profile, but which one you think would be better. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Let All me right, know. Dude, I, that, you know what? Let's just go together, dude. Let's meet up and go to Rock and Brews one day. All right, let's go. What do you say we transition to the main event? Jameson yeah. Distillery. Jameson. Um Jameson Distillery Bow Street, really, really cool place. It's kind of, you have to walk a little bit into a little bit of an alley to find it. It's not hard, obviously, but um, it's not this whole grand sort of thing that that you would think, like all this signage and like Jameson here. Um, It was actually kind of hidden, which was kind of cool. And so we walk in, you know, you see the sign and everything. And as soon as you walk in, there's a bar. It's like a big bar. a 360 bar that you can order and then they have a second 360 bar so when you walk in there's one on your right and one on your left which is really really cool and then if you keep going straight you go to the tour so it's what we did and it was really interactive really really cool the uh person giving the tour was uh really really cool as well they have animation He, he sort of speaks it's kind of scripted so he kind of uh he speaks as animations are happening we go into this room and we go uh stand around this circle so they project something like on a table and then he's kind of pointing things out and saying things which is really really cool it's very uh modern really really nice what is he and pointing they, out though um like the history the history of uh mm. of jameson and from what he told us there's no more Anyone, you know, it was started by a family, right? So the Jameson and Son. It's called John Jameson and Son originally, mm-hmm. I, I guess. And um, apparently nobody from the family has anything to do with Jameson whiskey anymore. So they're just sort of cashing in on, just you know, the name that comes in, yeah, from 
from the whiskey or they probably have so much money at this point now that it's okay that they don't associate anything with with uh jameson but uh yeah he said nobody's involved anymore which was kind of a bummer because uh teeling was different it was family owned so but i can understand you know jameson is worldwide teeling is is fairly big as well but nothing nothing like jameson so yeah, they took us after that. They took us into this room that where they had uh where he explained sort of the process of everything they do, you know, uh, mature uh, maturing the the whiskey, malting things like that, chilling it, um, and then they had to smell it. They had some sprays that you would spray on paper and you could smell it, which is actually kind of cool. Um, so also kind of like uh, Guinness, where they had that mist kind of thing. Yeah, that, the mist you talked about. Smell. So it was really, really cool. Um, and then, so then they did some tasting and they gave us three different whiskeys, which was uh, Jameson um, Black Barrel. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, regular Jameson. And then another Jameson called Crested, Jameson Crested. I've never which, heard of that one. Yeah. Well, what he told us is that it's, if I remember correctly, they are distilled in sherry crates. And I think that's wine, red wine crates. So he said that, again, same thing with Teeling. The, or I, I don't know if Teeling said the same thing. But he said that Americans prefer uh, bourbon um, barrels over wine barrels. So I guess the Sherry, it's a brand from Spain. So there are barrels from Spain. And they made a decision not to sell it in the U.S. because they uh, thought that Americans wouldn't prefer it, so it wouldn't do well in sales. But that was really good. I thought it was good. It had a little sweetness to it. That's weird because sherry casks are in a lot of different whiskeys, and a lot of people do enjoy it. I do believe that's what gives it a little bit of a sweeter note sometimes. You know what, AJ? Send them an email. You know what? I'm going to send them a very worded email about the situation so we can get some here in the States. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Tell them. <laughs> So, yeah, that was pretty much it. And then, um, you know, we had the taste and then we went back to the bar area and the wife and the wife got a uh, an old fashioned, which was really, really tasty. And I got some um, actually got crested. I liked it so much. I got a, a glass of crested and then I got a glass of their distillery edition, which is uh, their addition, their their whiskey that is only distilled in that distillery. So you can buy that anywhere in the world, but at that distillery, not anywhere in Dublin, not anywhere in Ireland, Ireland, not anywhere in the world, just that distillery. So it was pretty cool. Did they say um, how they made that one? Like what um, kind of oak they, not oak, but what kind of barrels they aged it in? He didn't specify, or if he did, I don't remember, dude, I'd have to do research on it, but um, it was tasty, man. It was tasty. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. We can do more research and follow follow up on it. Yeah, we could definitely do that because I'm kind of curious about the ABV on there, and or maybe you might remember this. Do you remember the notes that you get when you were tasting it? I don't remember the notes. I okay. had so much beer and so much whiskey. <laughs> there's no way. It's impossible. Plus, you're on your honeymoon, so you're not really focused on all the other details. Yeah, you're I did a take time. a picture of it, and it's forty percent. Okay. Um, and that's all I could tell you. Hey, no worries. We can always do a little more research and follow up if we care, if we care enough to do so. If not, yeah. hey, listeners, you can also Google too. If you're curious, Google it and send us a DM. That way, you Dude, don't tell them work. what to do. I don't tell anyone what to do. I suggest what to do. That wasn't a suggestion. That was an order. Did it yeah. really sound like an order? You said Google it. Yeah, Google it. 
Just Google it. Don't tell them what to do, AJ. I find your lack of faith disturbing. That's okay. Anyways, uh, so yeah, it was a it was a good tour, really good tour. You know, it's ironic that they get you, they end the tours in the gift shops all the time. So funny. And then they have a cool little sort of, they have iPads in there where you can input your name and then you become sort of this um, this br- official brand ambassador. Uh, I know, AJ, you're a big, you know, you're big on that. You like being br- a brand ambassador of things. So um, I just typed my name in an iPad and I became instantly an ambassador. So how do you like that? Um, that's good for you, dude. I really don't care that much. <laughs> well, that's what we did. And that was basically the end of the tour. It was actually a, a great tour. I would recommend it over the teeling for sure. Teeling was actually really, really cool too, but. Well, it sounds um, like you had more to say about teeling than you did about Jameson. Um, uh, I mean, I could keep going. I could really keep going if you want me to, but I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say just because I have more, more to say, I liked it any less. Well, I'm not I mean, saying you liked it less or more. I'm just saying you had more to say about it in regards to, I guess, the uniqueness of the tour. Because you really talked a lot about the mist that they had at Teeling. And you no, talked that, about, was, like, that was Guinness, man. Oh, that was Guinness. My bad. Which one was, was, wait, which one was the one with the barrels? That was Teeling, though, right? The one with the daughter for the granddaughter? Yep. Yep. That was Teeling. So was there anything unique about Jameson along those kind of lines? They did have sort of a little tiny display of historical bottles uh old bottles and um old labels that they used to use which is kind of cool they had like labels from like the 1800s and things like that and they had bottles that were really really old i couldn't tell you what year they were but they were really really old and it was cool it was a really really cool uh tour they had like a big giant uh barrel of their um their black barrel and they had like this big old spout and it was like made out of wood and I don't know what they did with I don't know if they bottled bottles there specifically or not, but it was it was cool. It was a it was a, a cool place. I've never been to Maker's Mark Distillery over in Kentucky, but I know that you can from straight from the barrel, you can get your own bottle, fill it up yourself with the Maker's Mark whiskey, and then you dip your bottle in the wax to put the, the red wax on your maker's mark. Does Jameson have anything like that we can bottle your own of your choice? I don't know. They might. Uh, I actually pulled up their their tour section on their website, and they have several tours. We did the basic one, which was the Bow Street Experience. It was only like forty five minutes. But they have uh, whiskey. They have cocktail making classes, and then they have. I guess it's called Jameson Black Barrel Blending Class. And I don't know what that entails, but. Oh, I wonder if that means like they have the different different versions of their whiskey or maybe different barrels. And then you literally blend your own to take home. Oh, yeah. It says create your own blend to take home. Yeah, Damn, literally, I'm... that's it. Oh, look how good I am. It's like I know you. shit. I know You're some good. shit. I'm good. So, I'm yeah, great. they have that. But that's like, I think that was like 60 euros. So that was expensive. So do you by chance know the conversion off the top of your head, like roughly what it would be in American US dollar? Roughly, it's not that bad anymore, I think. So I, I would say it was probably like 65 bucks, maybe. So 60 euros would be $65, maybe around there, give or take. It would be a real expensive trip. But if I ever go to Ireland, that would probably be definitely the tour I would do where I can just blend my own bottle and bring it home. Yeah, that seemed pretty cool. And then, I mean, we were on a tight schedule since it was a honeymoon and all that. Yeah, but timeline. You had other things to do in Ireland. They had a, a secret 
secret whiskey tasting tour as well. And then they had, oh, here we go. They had the uh, Jameson Black Barrel Bottle Your Own. So you can bottle it yourself. I guess that's what that crate was that I took a picture of. You can, they fill it up and then you sort of, they give you a label and you write whatever information you want on it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, straight from the barrel, 60% ABV. Since you have a picture of the barrel, um, can you post that on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, I'll post it uh, tomorrow. Perfect. So, well, by the time people listen to this, so we record and then our recordings go live every Monday. So Eric, we'll post it tomorrow, but by the time it goes live, it'll be like four days prior. So yeah, so you can reference back. Yeah, exactly. Reference back to it. Eric will put comments on there. And if you're not already following us, Brothers of the Dram on Instagram, you'll see all the posts. And if you have any questions, shoot us a DM. Exactly. And yeah, so it'll be the Jameson Black Barrel Bottle. Um, The Barrel. The Barrel, sorry. There you go. So you'll see it uh, soon. Hell yeah. But yeah, that was it, man. That was pretty much it. It was a great experience. I loved it. It, Again, it was a little scripted. It wasn't as, you know... um, flowy as the uh the teeling tour but it was great nonetheless the tour guy did a good job he made jokes he's like i gotta say this or they made me say that and this is where you're supposed to laugh from this joke that they make me say so it's kind of funny he did <laughs> he was engaging yeah he was engaging and he he didn't take himself too seriously which was cool it was a good he was a good guy awesome man that sounds like a good time and i wish i was there with you but I wasn't. Sad day. Yeah. Great experience. One day. I mean, I would go back. Okay. So that was going to lead me to my next question. After what you did, not the whole Ireland tour and like the, you know, going to the national park and everything, just specifically the distilleries, would you go back to them? Oh, for sure. Uh, I would go to Teeling if there was, I would go to Teeling. I wouldn't go out of my way to go to Teeling again. If, but I would definitely suggest to go if you haven't been. Mm-hmm. If it's uh, open, if we have an open space to do it, I would, you know, an open time uh, slot, I would do it. Jameson, I'd go again. I'd would you do a different sure. tour? And, and not not just for the tour, I'd probably do a, another one of their tours, a different one. So either mm-hmm. like a, the secret tasting or you know, bottling your own your own brew or, or your own. Uh, your own, your own bottle or whatever yeah and then chill at the bar you know because people were chilling at the bar and that's what we did we hung out and just had bought a couple of drinks and and hung out it was just a nice looking industrial bar so it was really cool they had even uh chandeliers that were jameson bottles were they upside down by chance on the chandelier uh yeah they were upside down there you go yeah that's awesome dude i've seen that at um a lot of wineries um, both between down here and Temecula. Oh, you know what? I just saw well a picture. They're not upside down. They're not. So they're hanging. They're hanging, yeah. I'll, I'll post a picture one day of that as well. So reference our Instagram for that. Look out for that as well. Yeah, I'm curious what it looks like, too. So I'm looking forward to that post. Because I haven't seen your pictures either. I've only seen the one that you posted on Instagram from uh, when you're at the bar. Yeah, you'll 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 see them, too, then. All right, brother. Anything else you want to talk about with Ireland before we close this and uh, wrap this up? Uh, no, I think that's it. I think that's it for now. Um, if anyone has questions or wants to know more, DM us. Shoot us a DM. Awesome. Well, I really enjoyed listening to your story with your Ireland trip with the, uh, your wife for your honeymoon. And I hope our listeners did as well. And uh, this you. concludes part two of Eric in Ireland. So thank you everyone for joining. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. And we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. 
please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.